following a fantastic AEW All Out pay-per-view. We are here today to talk all the fallout, what's gone on since then, and of course, Dynamite and Rampage. Make sure you stay locked right here at the Elite Maniac Podcast. What's up everybody welcome back to the channel this is the elite maniac podcast where we discuss all things aew my name is mex aka wrestlemaniac uk i'm alongside my co-host mike aka king's road wrestling we've got a really fun show for you today like i said in the intro we're discussing the fallout from aew all out we're talking about dynamite we're talking about a rampage right here within the next hour but before we do please remember to smash the like button if you haven't already subscribe to the channel and for all our audio listeners please make sure you subscribe and follow us on your podcast platform of choice and leave us with a five-star review let the people know of the good work myself and mike are doing right here at the elite maniac podcast mike how's it been going with you i'm good right now i'm getting i'm trying to get up a little link on the instagram page for people to join um we've been uh pretty busy pretty pretty busy week for me but um got a lot of watching in and uh had some some fun times so i can't complain i know you had a nice little vacation so yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've 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 actually not watched rampage guys i know big big sin slap on the wrist <laughs> it's hard man friday night at 10 like that's <laughs> yeah, a yeah it's a bad I was, time i was out in a bar at friday night at, at 10 so mm-hmm. um yeah i watched smackdown um i was going to watch rampage but then she said no that's enough wrestling so yeah, <laughs> i haven't i haven't watched rampage yet hopefully i've got time to catch up and watch it sometime before um before dynamite um during the week if i got a spare hour i'll just fit it in and watch it so yeah when we talk about rampage mike's gonna have to carry that that half of the show but um it'll be interesting to react to something from the point of view of not actually seeing it yet so um yeah i mean you know, before we before we get into it, um, all out last week, last Sunday, man. Like, ugh, I know, I know, we're a week removed from it, so it's no. It's I feel like all, we got to talk news, about it but, still. Yeah, we we do. Mm-hmm. We just have to. I mean, what was your favorite stuff that you saw in the night? Um, crap, dude. Like, this was such a good pay per view. It was like really worth the money. The first like pay per view, not not the first, but like like a price tag of $50 kind of pricey. I thought like it was worth every penny of this price tag, like without a question, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I lost it when Suzuki came out. Like that was the first, I, I was like, holy crap. Like Tony Khan talked about surprises, but like, looks like we're getting a ton. I mean, that was just nuts. I love, I did say on the show last week that Suzuki was coming. You did call it. And uh, you deserve some props for that. But that was freaking crazy. And then he pile, he got style pile drive Moxley. Uh, I, I, I like Kojima too. I thought they had a really solid showing. I thought Kingston did well. Miro had a great showing. I thought, you know what? Like Britt Baker has had some misses on pay per view, but this match with Statlander that she had it all out, that was really good too. Ruby Soho coming out was fire. And then like, the the rest of the card, like the main half of the pay per view. I don't even know what to say, right? 
Lucha Bros and Young Bucks. That was amazing. 5.75 stars uh, rated. I know, you know, it's kind of controversial, but shit. That almost like, that's just, uh, almost the highest rated ever. Like, jeez. Like, as you know, I was, you know, at a bar. I was in a watch party watching the, the pay-per-view. And obviously everyone was intrigued with every match going on. and wanting to see, you know, the outcome for everything. But... The, the energy, you know, when they put the, the graphic on the screen, like the next match, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, everyone was just like, yep. Everyone just stood up. Yeah. Everyone was ready for it. And then from the minute go, obviously the, the whole Lucha Bros had a massive entrance. The minute Ray Phoenix got into the ring and climbed the cage right at the top before the yep. Young Bucks even come, everyone said, yeah, we are going to get something nuts today. Were there some casual fans at the bar that kind of... Yeah, like, I I, okay. I went with I went with one one of my best mates. Um, he he's not a wrestling fan at all, and he um came because he obviously wants to see what the hype is about. And I told him if you don't kind of understand the rest of the matches and stuff like that, this is obviously a cage match. It's a bit of a spectacle. Mm-hmm. You are going to love this match. Like yeah, and by the end of it, I'm so I think you could even see in my video on my on my channel my vlog. By the end of it, he's sitting next to me. And by the when we get the three count for the Lucha Bros winning, he's already gone off. He's like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he's well into it by the time that match is done. Because that that is just an absolutely fantastic match. And this is what I always say when people are like, oh, you know, that some the young bucks, especially, you know, they're very spot heavy. It's a spot fest, it's a, yeah. it's a spot fest and all that kind of stuff. But you know, if you want to get someone into wrestling, the chances are you show them a spot fest rather than exactly you know say like a uh you know a high highly technical match if you want to get someone into wrestling unless that person has a care for like you know real technical wrestling submission moves or maybe mixed martial arts (laughs) yeah you're not going to show them a zack saber jr match or garcia like they'll just be bored as hell they they really will like you'll be sitting there and i've had this experience multiple times where i've showed people who aren't really into it like some kind of match like that and i know now not to do that Mm, because they're like oh it's cool i guess like versus like you show them the bucks or the lucha brothers and like what the fuck how are they doing that holy shit within two minutes yeah i know same thing with death matches they love that shit too and and that's that's another style that people just love to be like this is disgusting like fans Mm -hmm. will hate this like you don't know what you're talking about but that match that cage match was seriously like some of the best stuff I've ever seen. I mean, dude, like I, I was like jumping up and down on my chair, like edge of my seat. Like I was just going nuts. Like, dude, so many near falls. When they start with those near near falls, it, it's yeah. just so good, dude. Um, really good match, honestly. What what were what was your favorite spot in that match? I know there was like a ton of them, but oh, there was one that Ray Phoenix. I think he was thrown into the cage, and then he done like a. Like a like a, not like a springboard, but he used the cage for leverage, like bounced off the cage. Mm-hmm. Dude, he bounced off the cage. It was like a wall ride. <laughs> oh my god! Like this guy, like he is he is incredible. Ray Phoenix is absolutely incredible. Um, and you know, on top of everything, I think we've just said for such a long time now that the Lucha Bros are just due this win like they do a very high profile win obviously this one involved mm-hmm. the championships um yeah they 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 came to do what they did they do best and yeah because a lot of people were saying that like oh they're very under like they're not booked correctly in aew mm-hmm. 
and like they deserve so much more. And I, I, just, I knew this was coming eventually, you know, I knew that the Bucks were going to put them over just a matter of time. And I think that the Bucks did it perfectly, dude. And if you think about this, people shit on the Bucks so much, but they, they got the tag team belts against FTR in a crazy performance and they dropped them in a crazy performance. Like yeah. they are, whether you like it or not, one of the top tag teams, uh, I think. Of all I time, mean, I really yeah. From, yeah. from a from a from a holistic standpoint, if you're looking at everything, performance, promos, this, that, and the other, everything, Bucks probably have to be number one in the in the world tag teams. Like at, at worst, someone may say they're second best to whomsoever, but they they are nowhere less than second best. Like, are you talking are about currently best. or all time? I don't give a I don't give a heck about all time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't care like, about all time either. Who I cares think, about I like? Think, <laughs> I think the box are one of the best like I've ever seen in my lifetime. Obviously, someone may talk to me about some tag team from the eighties where I was when I wasn't alive. I don't care, and but no one like, watched anyway. Yeah, like box are the best that that I've seen. You know, just like I said, uh-huh. overall performance, just as wrestlers, pro wrestlers, like. There is not like one thing that they are kind of like pouring. Like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant match. And then of course we got the big angle right at the end. I mean, we were all kind of expecting Daniel Bryan and he came, but they they hit us with Adam Cole first. And, and I didn't expect that. And, and I, we I mentioned it a couple seconds ago. You know, like the second half of this pay per view, the main card was just like I don't even know what to say because I don't know what to mm. say. Like with the. I was not expecting Adam Cole, and I was, dude, I, it was, I was so happy to see him. Like, can you, I know we've been doing this for about, I mean, like, close to a year, not really a year, but close to a year, and, and in the beginning, we would talk about, you know, the NXT being at its peak, and who was the face of NXT, who was, you know, leading the charge of basically the Wednesday Night Wars against AEW, that was Adam Cole. Yeah. Who would have thought that in August of 2021, he would or September he'd be gone and in AEW with the elite I just it was it's an unthinkable thing and sometimes it doesn't feel real to me so seeing him come out and get on the squat and do the baby it was crazy it was unbelievable and then to, to to top that off Danielson comes out it was almost like too much you know what I mean it's honestly like since Andrade came out you know when he debuted with Vicky Guerrero I w- I've been saying since then, that's maybe the first time I really started feeling it in my bones that there is a shift happening. And For sure. Andrade, it's not like Andrade was like a massive name like CM Punk or Danielson, so to speak. Obviously, he's very popular. But Andrade, Malachi Black, these are the guys that, you know, their time, as good as they are and as much as we know about them already, their time hasn't come yet. That's what Adam Cole said this week on Rampage. He hasn't even hit his prime yet. Yeah, it hasn't even come yeah. yet. And and that's what when, when Andrade walked in, I thought that is a big steal. And then obviously, matter of weeks later, also week later, Malachi Black walked in. And yeah, I thinking, crazy debut. This this there is something happening here. Whether these lot you know in WWE want to admit it or not, something is happening. And then obviously we've seen um, now. You know, CM Punk has come back and obviously straight away when CM Punk was rumored to come back before he even showed up, Daniel Bryan was tied in as well, Brian Danielson. And um, 
they are not nostalgia acts. I don't want to call them nostalgia acts, but obviously we know they are just big stars already at like the tail end of their career. So they're coming in to just do a few things, put over some people, strengthen this growing company, but they aren't going to be the top guys for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? And then Adam Cole comes in. And I'm sorry, Adam Cole is the closest thing to like a Shawn Michaels that, you know, anyone will see in a long time. And these these are now guys you've got in Adam Cole, in Adam Page, in um, Malachi Black, in Andrade, maybe even Miro because of how he's being booked. You've got guys that can carry the forefront of this company. Like that is your next generation. That's your next class. Mm-hmm. Like we're still on the class of Jericho Omega, um, now Punk, the OG right? boys that yeah, came yeah. in. Yeah, this is the next class forming already. And you have a next class, and then you have a next next class. Mm-hmm. You even have that in AW. That's how like deep this is, and people don't understand that. You have the Lee Johnsons, the uh, Brock Andersons. I don't know who else? Hobbs. I'm trying to Will Hobbs, Starks, um, Hook. Even though we haven't seen him yet, mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah. We like all of these guys that are, are even a, a, a step below that. And then you got like the now the developmental feeder system that has really built uh, with AW Dark being kind of like an indie showcase. So yeah. you just have multiple layers of different it's, things it's, in AW. Bro, it's mad. I'm going to take mm-hmm. some of the comments and then we'll get back to what we're saying. Um, Arpit says um, Ruby Soho's theme rules, man. Wrestling needs more punk music. He loves yeah. punk. He's big. <laughs> he, even from he's from India, but he loves it. Yes, Haya Zayna says, glad to be live this time. Thanks for joining us. What's up, us. man? Um, this match was easily one of my favorites. This was when we were talking about Lucha Bros and the Bucks. Um, NK, what's up, NK? Hope you're good. He said, All Out was the best AEW pay-per-view so far. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah, for played sure. Revolution for time has been the best, but I think this totally eclipsed it. Blew it out of the water, yeah. Totally eclipsed yeah. it. Um, Arpit says Bucks have such a unique style. They are spot heavy, but they can tell stories and connect things. That's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. Anthony Anderson, he says, I'll be the first to admit I didn't really understand deathmatch wrestling and really like it till I found GCW. Yeah, GCW let's go. <laughs> have done a lot in the last six months to put it on the map and make it more of a a company thing rather yeah. than just like hooligans fighting in a back garden yeah it's good like stuff that. exactly yeah, they, they package it very well like uh-huh. it's like ecw sort of did but yep. even in its own special style i do like what they're doing uh-huh. um yeah and anthony anderson says now i love it he says young bucks are the best tag team period in my opinion um nk says adam cole is one of the most important yeah. signings aew have made. for definitely. sure dude definitely um Yesaya Zayna, I was watching alone at home and still popped at 5.30 a.m. for Adam Cole. You got him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Alex, What's up, Alex says, hey, guys, hope you're well, Alex, um, and says, eventually next year, AEW will have will leave TNT for TBS. What do you guys think the TNT championship gets changed to? I'd say the television championship. I think they're going to – well, I heard, like, chirpings that they'll just keep it as TNT because it kind of goes along with the Dynamite theme. You know what I mean? Like, TNT is short that, – that's what the – that's what Dynamite is. T- yeah. am, I, am I making sense there? No, no, no. no yeah, no, yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. yeah. Um, NK says, this year, Andrade, Black, Punk, Soho, Cole, and Danielson have all signed for All Elite. What a year AEW has had. This is a statement. 
definitely is. Alex Aguna says also Bray Wyatt possibly in a month or two. Listen, the rampage before Halloween is on the 29th of October, the night before Halloween. That there is no better time to debut Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I'm in the mood for Halloween this year, and now I want to see that. You know what I'm doing on Halloween? What? Onita versus Matt Tremont in an exploding, a real exploding death match in a baseball stadium in New yep. Jersey was announced. Oh, really? You're going to watch it? It was announced yesterday. It was. It's in Trenton, New Jersey. It's like very close. Like hell yeah, that sounds like Onita's coming back to the U.S. I'm so yeah, pumped for that. Be, yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Let's take one more. Um, Victor Punk. Thanks for joining, Victor. He said the Lucha Bros already have a match for the AAA Tag Team Championship, and the NWA Tag Team Champions are challenging the Lucha Bros. So they're going to be some busy boys. Maybe they're going to be the new belt collectors. Mm-hmm. Have you seen um, NWA '73 and Empower? No, I haven't. I've like really, I've been heavily critical on NWA because I think like their whole power reboot was kind of crap. But like that pay-per-view and the Empower pay-per-view was very, very solid. And that tag team that he's talking about, that Victor's talking about is very, very good. And Trevor Murdoch, I mean, like we kind of wrote that guy off years ago. Um, He's an ex-WWE guy, of course, but seriously great stuff and he's a he's a good wrestler flair came out like that was good stuff man so victor's absolutely right i'd love to see that too yeah let's see how you know nwa can try to use the momentum of everyone mm-hmm. else around them to see if they kind of can rekindle what they're doing over there um i mean just to get back to some of the fallout in regards to conversations around um you know how adam cole and the daniel bryan deal and ruby soho all that stuff came about i watched all those media scrums and the Mm -hmm. one thing i i i noticed that they all said was definitely is one, one of two things um one Oh, I came to AEW, obviously, for, for a lot of them. That, that was their first night being there, um, yeah. meet, meeting Tony Khan. Everyone is so nice here. Yeah, and it seems that, positive, that, man. That might be a, like a throwaway comment. Just obviously, these are your new colleagues, yeah. But I just find it weird how they can all, they all said the same thing. Everyone is so nice. Here. Like, as if no one is nice in WWE. It seems like I mean? WWE, yes, I, I, I totally noticed that. And it reminded me of what Ty Conti said to Aubrey Edwards when they had their podcast together. Aubrey Edwards was like, you were very mean in NXT. Like when I met you there, like you were like not a nice person. I think like that environment, mm-hmm. and as we know now, Ty's like a very nice person. I think mm-hmm. that environment just maybe brings out negative in people. And it's like such a shift when you go to AEW. That people are, like, more free. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of openness at AEW. Like, I think NXT, the NXT family and stuff are very um, close-knit and are good friends. And everyone has a, you know, able to speak to people. All the people wrestling at NXT seem to have a very good relationship with Triple H, a very good relationship with Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. It seems like when these NXT wrestlers and stuff, go to like watch main roster shows or they might be backstage on the main roster shows that's obviously where the the main stuff is going on and i don't know what happens it's, there it's, it's literally like you, yeah like i mean i don't want to kind of talk about wwe on this um, particular podcast but we it's important last, last night in on smack or a couple nights ago on smackdown a lot of the ladies segments the women's talent segments were just completely cut 
I felt um, bad for Vega. I heard it was uh, yeah. her, a New York crowd. Her dad died on 9-11 and mm. she like had a custom outfit just for it and they pulled it. Yeah, a like, lot of them were told they were going to have a match and they dressed up and, you know, they got ready and then their match was just pulled. And it's just that kind of environment. It's just, I'm sure it wasn't even like professionally, you know, told, okay, sorry, ladies, that would, you know, you see what I mean? It's just like, oh, what time are we going on? Oh, you're not going on anymore. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. And yeah, I mean, getting back to AEW, just for all of them, everyone has come in the door. Like, everyone is so nice here. Like, I don't work there. I don't work in the business per se, but I think that is a cause for concern. That's an alarm to me personally. For sure. Second second thing that I noticed in the media scrums, um, I'm, I'm not too sure if Ruby Soho said it, but Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan definitely did. You know, they said they loved their time obviously both of them were top guys in wwe we loved our time in wwe um met some great people this that and the other nothing but praise not nothing negative to say about wwe from those two um to the cameras anyway but they still left yeah they still and danielson was even offered um opportunities to work elsewhere work the g1 mm-hmm. climax and they still left so there's got to be like you were saying you know, and, I, and Cole was offered a handsome contract as well. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something like, and I think it's the attitude and it's just the atmosphere there. Like you were saying, there's got to be something else. Bro, it's the, the, the winds of change. Like I'm saying, you you guys are top guys. You would have been offered top, top contracts and all of that kind of stuff. And you, they still left. Yeah. They still left. <laughs> like that's what the 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 wind is with AEW right now and those guys over there can see it I saw WWE wrestlers tweeting you know they were obviously watching all out and they were tweeting and you know congratulating Mm -hmm. Adam Cole for debuting Brian Danielson for for debuting Ruby Soho for debuting like they were watching the show just saying you know generic statements because they can't make it seem like they're watching I loved all out oh, oh yeah they're like oh wrestling is great but of course you watch it all out because that's the only thing on TV right now. Yeah, no, so, dude. And everyone, you can't deny it, dude. You can't deny there's like an, like you were saying, there's something in the air yeah. that brought them here in the first place that AEW is doing, AEW is doing so well. There's like an air of um, this is new, this is fresh, this is fun. Everybody's coming back into it. It's a positive thing. Like, uh you you know if you think don't think AEW's competition fine but you can't deny that there's winds of change like you were saying and it's very apparent and uh dude the i think i'll say about this is um look at the difference between AEW and wwe handling uh like cancellations or something like a misstep like the suzuki thing happened and we'll get into that in a little bit and instead of just saying like screw it go back to new japan uh like sorry we, we screwed you over they're like okay we made a mistake. Let's incorporate that into a storyline. Let's bring you back and let's like remedy the issue. Let's like fix it. And I think that's what AW does so well. They're just down to get things right and and, and a- no matter AEW what. AW are humans dealing with humans yep. rather than a machine trying to deal with a human. So yeah, it just it just it makes sense now that you know everyone can see it. And last but not least, before we get on to talking about dynamite and rampage from this week. We've all seen the news. Kevin Owens' contract is coming up. Kevin, Owens he's contract, out. He'll split. His Kevin Owens' contract is due to end on the January thirty first, twenty twenty two, and obviously we know Kevin Owens has you know previous history with the Bucks, Adam Cole, um, some of those other guys. Obviously over there, the grass is greener right now. AEW. Kevin <laughs> Owens has two eyes, and you can see AEW is where it's at right now, and he's not doing much of anything. He's not no. doing much of anything right I now. I hope Zayn gets out too. 
Sami Zayn's another one that's been rumoured. Apparently his contract, it was reported it was up in the fall of this year, autumn this year, but apparently that's not the case. He's <laughs> up maybe sometime, maybe February or March next year, so not too far. Yeah, behind yeah. Remember but, Punk's um, comment that at that pipe bomb, he's like... <laughs> You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split just like I'm splitting. Dude, yeah, those yeah. guys are going to split 100. I'll, I'll bet I, everything that Kevin Owens comes. I always <laughs> thought Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens very much seems like, I ne- you know, he's someone that comes across, you've seen in- interviews and stuff. I never watched WCW, never cared. I've always been a WWE guy or, or a WWF guy. And um, yeah, I, I, I always told myself, especially in 2019, when AEW was kind of just starting, I thought, obviously, then I knew about his love, you know, his relationship with the Bucks and everything. I thought he would be good at AEW, but he signed a new contract at, at um, WWE in 2019. And I thought, okay, he's a WWE guy. But everyone, he's got two eyes now. And Kevin Owens is someone that's going to walk into a good position in AEW. It's not, you know, the stories, the history, everything he writes himself um again this is someone that for me like i was saying on social media the other the other day if i'm kevin owens and i know that wwe offered daniel bryan the world and back to to basically stay i'm asking for the same thing minimum yeah it sets a precedent of what to ask for and and that's this is the problem now wwe are putting themselves in a position where you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna look good if, if Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens isn't as big as Daniel Bryan and stuff, but if Kevin Owens walks out as well, everyone's just gonna start letting their contracts run down and walk out. Yeah. Like don't you want to yes, see that AEW, Owens Jericho thing? Of course I do. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant and it never got the blow off in WWE that it deserved. But um Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen in in AEW for flip's sake, man. That that would just be absolutely brilliant. Um yeah, I, we'll just have to wait and see what happens in January. Of course, there will not be space for everybody from from WWE to jump ship, but they need to they need to do something right now because AEW are, is running away with their talent and you know their soon to be their fans and their dem, their demo and stuff. Yeah, dude, and and also 2019 AEW was a lot different than of course, 2021 yeah. AEW, and I and I really liked. 2019 AEW as well. That's what I kind of got me into it, but it is a different story now. So if you come into that with the same thought process that there's no way that they're going to leave these contracts because they're making so much money, they're established, they have friends in WWE, all all out shattered that perception completely. And I don't think that's a thing anymore. Like, no way. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's, um, I'm going to take some comments. Sorry for the rant. We we ranted. No, (laughs) we just had to catch up from the brilliant pay-per-view mm-hmm. we had and everything that's happened since um alex laguna says here i'd say the nwa would be so crazy if they didn't have an aew tag teams in the tournament at least ftr yes i think ftr should be there definitely yeah um, i'd love to see bobby fish in nwa or impact also that could be a shout yeshana zayna said do you guys think rick flair is aew bound yeah 100 percent We'll talk about that. Um, I saw some things around that, I guess. what happened On Rampage. Rampage. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, we'll get to that. Um, Victor Punk says, did you did you see how happy Pentagon was? And even Tony Khan gave him a hug and looked so happy. Yeah. It's this, it's this whole family feel that, you know, everyone likes, you know, AEW about. AEW I- goes out of their way to make talent feel great in their hometown or when they have family present. And WWE embarrasses 
talent in their hometowns. It's true. Yeah, basically, <laughs> evidence says so. So, um, Alex Agunas says prediction on the next challenger for Miro. I'll still go with Eddie. I think. I think yeah. the rematch is there. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, Alex Aguna says, also, I think Jungle Boy Orange Cassidy are most likely to take the TNT Championship off Miro just based off how over they are. I mean, I'm fine with Orange. That's like my that's like my man. So 100% I'm down for that. But I'd also like to see that rematch. You know, Eddie at All Out was kind of screwed over by Remsburg. So mm. um, what, the, what the hell was that? He put on the he, he had to retie the turnbuckle pad. Turnbuckle. Yeah, dude, yeah. like, come on. I mean, good storytelling, but um, yeah, I'm going for I Eddie. Think, um, I think. I want to see. I probably want to see if I'm honest. Jungle Boy become a tag team champion before a team. I think that'd be really good to kind of build him up a little bit more and get yeah, him that. Yeah. Get him get some ta- skill and time and experience in the main event light. Yeah, I think there's people because he's because just because of his age profile, I think there's people that probably need the TNT championship sooner than he does. Eddie. Sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Yeshaya Zayna says Eddie again in a stipulation match. Yeah, do a light out. tube death match. Do a light tube match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor Bunk is talking about and um, the headband Zelina was wearing. The WWE logo was crossed like in Naruto, which means cutting any relation with the villages they are from. Okay, okay. So well, that whole thing the- honestly just makes yeah. me feel hard. That, that's like makes me. That's making me very upset. They're gonna have to do something to fix that too, I think, but we'll see. Um, Alex Agunas, I'd love Eddie versus Miro in a last man standing match or a lights out match for the TNT Championship. I quit. Imagine if Miro said, I quit. There we go, right there. Says, yeah, and, and I quit, Max. I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black Neo says the departure lends itself very much to Mick Foley's recent comments about WWE. Yeah. They are not happy about that. They yeah. don't like the truth. Even <laughs> no. Booker T, who currently still has a WWE contract, came out and said, "No, he's right. Like we need to, yeah. we need to clean up our, you know, our business. you know what? Respect to major respect to Booker T. Recently, he's been pretty on point. I've been enjoying listening to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Punk says All Out 2021, Dragon Gate, Kobe Festival, Cyber Fight Festival. My favorite shows that happened this year so far. Cyber Fight was very good, Victor. Very true. Um, Yeshla Zayna says WWE appeals more to the very casual fans, but AEW appeals to the wrestling fans. WWE brings too many celebrities into angles for no reason. We know that much. Um, mm-hmm. Victor Punk talks about the coordinates that Kevin Owens tweeted for Mount Rushmore in reference to the PWG um, faction. Um, the, yeah. yeah, Mount Rushmore boys. And. Um, Naomi Total Knockout joined us. She said, um, did you guys mm-hmm. see the report that the only major yeah. American wrestling promotion to be in talks with Tessa Blanchard was NWA? WWE and AEW want to avoid her because she's nuclear thoughts. She'll never come. I, I, I always like say like her as a prediction for like a joker. I don't think she'll ever come now, especially after all out. People started chanting, We want Tessa, and then they're like, and then people started saying, No, we don't in the crowd, dude. Like I I, I don't think I don't think now or in the next year i think possibly like some time for now but not right now i don't know yeah. yeah i think there's gonna have to be a lot like clearly a lot of repair the problem is a lot of the people that she offended are work for aw now so yeah yeah it's, it's it's like well you have to apologize to them at least make make good with them and then you know again 
the the con the company would have to sort out something like you know literally if you reoffend you're out the door that kind of contract yeah yeah so um stipulations yeah, um, yeah. conditions let's get on to dynamite and rampage um and what happened in this week and you know as we do on this show now we talk about our kind of mm-hmm. top five things of the week so go on mike you want to take it away i also got to say like don't even comment on this but uh i just got i really like banner and corbin now and i love that character i'm i'm really enjoying watching that i got happy, <laughs> happy corbin i love it man um <laughs> So top five for Dynamite Rampage and the whole AEW universe, because let's face it, it's, uh, it's becoming like a multi thing right now. And my number one that I have listed is uh, John Moxley's homecoming and his uh, preferential treatment in his hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio on uh, AEW Dynamite in his match with Minoru Suzuki. I thought that this was just uh, this was just Moxley's episode, man. Uh, the crowd was because this was a great crowd too at the fifth third arena, whatever, whatever it's called in Cincinnati, they were loving it. They were just hot and they were hot for everybody. And they were hot for Moxley. Um, Pillman too. Yeah. Yep. Pillman. And he's on my list as well for something else to talk about. But Moxley did just, uh, he did very well. Um, So as you know, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, took on Minoru Suzuki, uh, a legend from his past that they've had some run-ins in new Japan pro wrestling for the U S title, some feuds, Suzuki came out at all out to confront him and just beat the crap out of him. Um, you know, even though Moxley's on my list for the top five, I thought that, you know, we've been praising AEW for 30 minutes, but there's some crit- critiques to say for this match. Uh, they let it go way too long onto the card. They had like nine minutes left and they cut the entrance for Kaze Nina Rey, uh, which like, don't do that. Like, People are going to freak out, and they did, and they're going to say it's disrespectful, and they did. And then after that happened, Moxley had, like, a booming entrance. Everybody loved it. They were, like, going nuts for Moxley. Like, so poor Suzuki. And then Suzuki got his eyes split open and got seven stitches during the match. Um, so they went hard, but there wasn't so, enough time. So let me ask, how did this happen? Because I missed how – Elbows. Happened. An elbow, okay. I get, You know, like uh, – I, I I think if it can, it catches you just in the wrong spot, you, you could split open pretty easily. And that's what happened because yeah, yeah. um, they were going pretty strong style for this match. And it was an excellent hard hitting match. I really enjoyed this type of action. It's like some of my favorite stuff, but you can't have like seven minutes and do that. Cause like when he put Suzuki away with a paradigm shift that looked like not very good, he didn't hit it properly. It's like kind of, unbelievable because it's like oh this dude was like getting up at one from the last paradigm shift he's taking shots to the head and all of a sudden he just doesn't get up it's like why it's like obviously he went down because of time constraints yeah. and so i just didn't like that aspect I, I wish that they maybe removed one segment or removed one match and had this go like 20 minutes like you know i think aw has this issue where they like are scared to do something like that like a 20 to 30 minute match but like we're fine with it i think i think the fans would love to see something like that especially with these two guys a- aew like um when it's the promo segments of their big stars like obviously we got a, 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 Dan- a brian danielson promo in this show we had the adam cole promo they don't want to rush them so they tell those guys to go out there you know soak in the crowd take your time say what you need to say um and of course if those segments then go a bit over the allotted time then they should have 
then the rest of the card will suffer. The matches will yeah. be in two or two minutes or whatever the case is. So it's just all about finding that balance in between, okay, we're not scripting you, but this is what you need to say and you've got, you know, 10 minutes to say it. Yeah, and Punk kind of... Uh, so I think MJF went over a little bit because Punk they t- uh, was like kind of rushing a little bit. That Punk segment with Taz was awful. And not because of Punk, because of Taz. Well, I thought the beginning of it was amazing because Punk was literally up there just like hyping up the crowd. And I, I couldn't get enough. He's like, "You all pumped for this, yeah." The minute Taz opened his mouth, it became awful. It wasn't. It wasn't anything Punk done. It was Taz. Taz it was, was weird. It was very weird. I would have rather just had like Starks come out and hit him with the belt or something. Yeah, because he said he wanted to work with Ricky. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm just like, I, and I know our pit and a lot of people who are New Japan fans. I like myself. We're, we're very upset with the whole thing because I mean, look at Victor Park mm-hmm. shame on AEW for cutting Suzuki's song. Our pit says I was so disappointed, mad and sad after what happened with Suzuki Mock's match after AEW's making good of it, and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, so they'll fight in a tag match now. Um, from cutting the music, so yeah, it's everyone thought about the same thing. Yeah, but still, they're both on my top five. AW is taking steps to remedy this situation, and they're going to have Suzuki and uh, Archer from Suzuki Goon, their faction. They are. They sent out a tweet that they're very upset about what happened, and that the preferential treatment that John Moxley got over a legend like Minoru Suzuki, they feel disrespected, and they want to confront um, John Moxley. Uh, and they're going to do that apparently at Arthur Ashe Stadium, um, and uh, Moxley's going to pair up with Kingston. So this all happened on the studio tapings of Dark. Um, so nonetheless, it was Moxley's moment this week. And uh he's my favorite wrestler. So I love to see it, man. Yeah, he got the he got a big win. Um I must say his Death Rider finisher is looking more and more like a suplex every time he does it. It looks uh, better on the indies when he did it to Cardona. He planted him right on his head, yeah. and then when he did it to Suzuki, it was like a. And it, you're you're dead on saying that it's it's his AEW version of it is just looking rubbish every time mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah, it sucked. It was like a suplex, and it put Suzuki away. And I was like, "What? If he can't do it, if he can't like drop someone on their head on AEW, just finish matches with the bulldog choke." Because I like the bulldog better. Yeah, that's that's sick as well. That's a that's a good finisher. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the the actual um, what do you call it, Death Riders, just not doing it. Paradigm shift. When he hits it right, he hits it right though. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't get what's going it's, on. It's not happening. Yeah, maybe he's not allowed to drop them on their head. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's pretty much it for my number one. Um, shall I move on to two? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Uh, my second one was um, MJF and Brian Pillman Jr.'s amazing feud on Dynamite. I like just couldn't get enough of this. So this is my number two, everybody. Um, Maxwell Jacob Freeman came out and just tore into the Pillman family. And it was brutal stuff. He called, uh, he made fun of Aunt Linda. And uh, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, that's like basically Brian's mother. Um, like she raised him. She's a great person. Uh, she was on dark side of the ring. A lot of people like aunt Linda, like they were, they were yelling at her for the crowd. He insulted her. He called, um, his sister, like, what is it? Like meth, meth, meth or something. Methany. <laughs> I think her name must be Melanie or something maybe. And he called her Methany. <laughs> then he said that she should have gotten an, an abortion. Dude, it was brutal stuff. Um, 
and Brian comes out, and they did this so perfectly. Brian comes out with the Cincinnati Bengals jersey to a hometown crowd, and uh, he hypes them up a little bit that you don't do this, you don't insult Ohio like this, and this is these are my people. Welcome to the jungle. They run in, and uh, Brian attacks him. He's really pissed off, and uh, he just stands up for his family, and it's great, great stuff. And then we find out that Pillman would be taking on Caster Friday. Um, and eventually, uh, he challenged MJF uh, to a match at Arthur Ashe Stadium, so Dynamite Grand Slam. So it'll be MJF versus uh, Brian Pillman Jr. The reason I included this in the list was because MJF was brilliant, but also I really liked the spotlight they gave on Brian Pillman Jr. And I thought that it was just a really good combination. Like we had Punk, Danielson, Adam Cole. Suzuki, these legends, we had it also mixed to the young talent getting a spotlight. And I thought it was integrated very well. It was like, here's our like top guys and here's our upcoming top guys and, and yeah. check out Brian Pillman Jr. And I had to feel good for him. It was a good segment. Yeah, it was a good segment. I was saying to my mates, they literally put a microphone in MJF's hand and was like, go and piss off this crowd mm-hmm. for 15 minutes. And yeah, only him can get away with some of the stuff he said. Absolutely brutal, like you said. Um, but yeah, we've got Brian <laughs> Pillman coming out and it, you know, even, you know, we can probably call it now that MGF is going to be him on the night when they have their match, but they are still, it's still progressive because it's kind of building up this, this baby face within, you know, him and, um, Griff Garrison, obviously Griff Garrison came out to make a save as well and Wardlow, um, you know, dealt with him, but even with that, we still got the MJF Wardlow teases are kind of increasing. That was good too. Yes, a little um, cookie crumbs. Yeah, so very productive segment all round. Um, I also uh, I really like what Jr. said uh, during this dynamite. He said that, and this applies to all the young talent, including Brian Pillman Jr. So pay attention, everyone. He said that um, Darby Allen, even in a losing effort to CM Punk, appears to be more popular than he was before. I think that encapsulate encapsulates everything that AW is doing right. Even though these guys might lose, like they're getting promo time, they're getting TV time, they're getting their name out there, they're getting shown to 1.3 million viewers. So even if they do lose, as long as they have a good showing during the match, it's going to help them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely productive. Um, just to take some of the comments so we don't fall behind on them. D-Star, thanks for joining, says, MGF reminds me of a more annoying and better in-ring performer of The, the Miz. Yeah. I guess. He's more he's more mean, too. Yeah. Um, D-Star, he called her 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, BITW1989, Suzuki and Lance versus Moxley and Callihan are Arthur Ash instead of Suzuki Lance versus Moxley Kingston. I don't know why they haven't like really done anything with Sammy. Um, he's someone I really like to see like come through the forbidden door. I just don't know why he hasn't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Punk says after that promo, Pillman's sister had to go to the hospital. Yeah, she's yeah went into labor. Yeah. Um, Yeshna Zayna, is there any chance Pillman Jr. wins that Grand Slam? Maybe with Wardlow turning on MJF to give Pillman the win. That'd be cool as hell, man. I don't know though, because they're really like, you can kind of tell like they're putting MJF on the on the posters for this show and the in the Prudential Center show, which I'll be at next week, this week I guess on Wednesday. So uh, this is like his hometown crowd, like that would that would really be crazy, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, let's um, let's see, but let's move on. What's number three? 
Number three, ladies and gentlemen, is the new signees. And I'll kind of take the reins on this one. Um, they addressed the audience in kind of promo packages on Rampage. Um, and obviously, uh, you went on a little vacation, and that's okay. So uh, sometimes, you know, 10 p.m. on a Friday doesn't work for everyone. I'm sure that sometimes I'll be uh, in the same position. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Cole uh, kind of got on and did a promo package. He said that the elite are the most dominant faction in wrestling today. And how can you really dispute that with the addition of Adam Cole? The elite is complete, everybody. Um, he also got in the face of Tony Schiavone, which was so, so fun. It was, I, I like, when he came on, I was like, something has to happen because of the friendship with Britt and Tony. Did, and he's like... Do you really think something would happen? I, I, like, I wanted it to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen, but okay. I, I knew how good that they were of friends and i was like it this was is brilliant, brilliant. That, yeah that was brilliant because i did even when he said like oh i need to talk to you tony even when he said that i was still thinking okay what's he what's he got what's, what's he got to talk about stay um, away from my girlfriend when like, he said that oh i yeah. can see how close you are to brit baker i said yep that it felt real like, it felt real yeah 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 that was very well done um great stuff from adam cole baby and uh he um, Brian came out and uh, also said some stuff, and I'll get into that. But uh, Adam Cole will be debuting against Frankie Kazarian at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. This Wednesday, I've been waiting to go to this show for two years. I've had tickets for a while, and it's been postponed, postponed, postponed. So I'm excited about this, and I get to see Adam Cole's first AW live wrestling experience. I can't wait. I got the T-shirt coming in, so hopefully it comes in. Uh, but enough with Adam Cole. He's awesome, and he did a great job this week. Brian Danielson also did a great job this week. He came out, and uh, he did some great stuff. He got in Kenny's face, and he said, oh, so you're the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, but I'm the greatest wrestler of all time. Like, I want to see how good you are, buddy. So, like, let's let's have a match. Uh, and obviously, Kenny didn't really want to do that. And Daniel said, uh, Danielson said, you know, if you don't want to go with me, then um, – there's other people that I'll wrestle that obviously will step up to the plate, but I want you. I want to match with you. Yeah, yeah. Kenny came at him. And this is the moment that I realized how like freaking good Brian Danielson is because Kenny swung at him and he grabbed his arm, countered him and put him into a uh, cross face flawlessly. It was like unbelievable. Just how smooth it was. I was like, Oh my God. Like, totally just disarmed Kenny and put him into a lock. And there's some pictures circulating online from uh, when they had their match in PWG of Kenny in a headlock. And then 10 years later, Kenny's in a headlock again on dynamite. Great stuff, man. And uh, I really, I would love to see them go in a non-title match and have Danielson go over. And uh, somebody said that uh, you could have non-title matches and they become a lot more unpredictable and hangman could still get the belt and Brian could still get a great win. So, that's my number three, everybody, with the, the signees uh, getting some great airtime this week. And, and you love to see it. And Punk as well. Uh, Punk did very well, except for um, Taz and Hook ruining in the segment. But <laughs> I digress, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Daniel Bryan, Kevin, um, Kevin, Kenny Omega stuff, I think it must be, they must be angling towards a, ta- not a title match, just a, you know, an exhibition match. The champion versus this guy that's challenging him. I love it because the um, rankings and everything. Yeah, and, and that's, that's again, AEW staying true to themselves. Christian had to do it. He had to build up his wins before he got to Omega. Daniel Bryan won't be any different, but Daniel Bryan can have a one-on-one match with um, Kenny Omega. Um, 
I don't know. Like I said, I think the one-on-one will be brilliant. Um, I don't know if it t- doesn't quite tickle everyone's fancy because there's no title in the middle. Who cares? But, um, yeah, I think we can have... It'll, it could be fun. I'm looking forward to it if we do get that. When I think it'll think, be great. When do you think that might fall? Arthur Maybe Ashe. Arthur Ashe. Mm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'm not going anymore. I gave my ticket away. Oh, why? Because I have like four weekends of shows. I feel like it's just too much. And the, uh, the drive to Queens is kind of a lot. I'm just going to watch it on TV. You know, it's a work day, so. Okay, that's true. You got work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Prudential Center is a lot closer too, so I'll head to that one and see Adam Cole, and hopefully maybe Suzuki makes an appearance. <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> yeah, um, but I can't wait for that. I hope that match comes, and uh, it's looking like Dynamite Grand Slam is going to be awesome. Um, I'm pumped for it though. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a good. Show. Oh, Cody, and somebody just mentioned in BITW1989 that Cody uh, Cody officially announced Malachi Black, and I don't really know how to feel about that, but we're seeing it at Arthur Ashe. So I've got I've got to make noise about this because I made noise about it when WWE did something similar this week. I don't like when matches are just announced and it's like we haven't we don't know why. Like okay, we know Malachi Black and Cody are in the thing, although Cody's been off TV for some weeks and Malachi Black's been beating up the rest of the Nightmare family. But shouldn't we always get Cody coming out first, chasing him off or beating him down or just challenging him? I want my revenge, blah, blah, blah. Before you start advertising. You got to have the storyline. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I know you have to sell tickets and all of that kind of stuff. I know that. But what would it take after? Who did Malachi Black face on Dynamite? Dustin. And it was great. So what would it take for Cody to just like an iPhone promo put on the Titron if he's not there? And he's doing a show. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) If if he's not there, if he's not at, you know, AEW, he can he can literally send in like a recorded video. He recorded himself saying, Malachi Black, I've had enough of you. I'm challenging you to Mm -hmm. match at Arthur Ashe. Even a tweet. And then you can promote it or a tweet. Exactly. Yeah, there was nothing about this. Like, Just don't jump to the end. And like I said, I understand you need to sell tickets for the show. They're already sold, bro. Well, yeah, well, they sold out. (laughs) This is what I mean. So like, there's no need. Like WWE recently done this, uh, you know, over the weekend or so, they announced Balor versus Roman Reigns. And very, again, we know why you're doing it. But can you just give us that little bit of that in-between bit to, to just, you know, before we get there? So, yeah, I think it's just a bit of storytelling that you, you just don't no, no need to miss it. Just tell the little mm. bit and then get to where you need to get to. I'm actually more excited to see Cody's reality show than to see more of a babyface Cody Rhodes. Like, I don't want to see it anymore. I want to see him. If he's going to come back, then Cody's brilliant. But I just like just just be a dick and go with the elite man yeah yeah (laughs) something needs to change something yeah i'm like he's done great man but it's like not his time anymore you know yeah i'm not i'm not trying to see this all-american cody Rhodes. no i'm so sick of that dude this is like we're not into that anymore like no Uh uh-huh um all right number four andrade el idolo versus the bastard pack on rampage uh and i want everybody's opinion on this match in the comments because i thought this was the first time that andrade really clicked in AEW. i thought his match with Seidel was like he was definitely dusting off some cobwebs kind of getting used to the new AEW style then he had a match with omega at triple a triple mania while that was good it wasn't like great 
this was great. This was good stuff. And even though it was on Rampage, two just clicked so well together. Um, they hit amazing moves, amazing sequences, great chemistry. Um, and just it was a great match. I went on like 20 minutes and I was like glued to the TV the whole time, which is hard to do for 10 p.m. on a Friday night. Seriously. So props to both of these guys. Packed it excellent as well. And some of the moves they were hitting, just just unreal. Um, in the end, Andrade stole the win uh, by Chavo Guerrero. He came in and hit uh, Pack with a iPad um, and Andrade got the pin. Pack was pissed, um, but Andrade was equally as pissed because he wanted to beat him clean. So he beat the shit out of Chavo Guerrero and basically threw him out of the little faction that he has. Is that what happened? Okay. Yep. He, so he so Rick Flair is loading, basically. I think Flair is coming in, and uh, I think this also leaves the door open for another match between Pac and Andrade. I think they need to keep doing this. I, I'd love to see... I know the rematch thing, like... People always say AW doesn't do rematches, and that's why they're so much better. But this one, I really like to see, and um, they need like thirty minutes to just kill it mm, mm. uninterrupted. Oh, mm. that, that sounds good. Uh, like I said, I haven't I haven't watched Rampage um, this week. I haven't had time at the minute. Um, but yeah, that that Damn. sounds really really good. Let's go to the comments. Arpit says. Um, Andrade's best match after leaving WWE for me. Pack is so good. He helped Andrade to snap out of the ring rust. I, you are making me excited to watch this now. Yeah, it's good. We have been saying Andrade is going to get there. It sounds like he got there last night or Friday night. So, um, no, that definitely sounds good. BITW1989. Pack versus Andrade was brilliant. The finish was meh. Fair enough, fair enough. But That's it was good, good stuff for keeping it open. Mm -hmm. Arpit says Nature Boy is coming. Woo. Um, Victor Punk says there's rumors that Ric Flair would be with Andrade. Yeah. Woo. Um, Yeshar Zayna says, didn't Andrade leave through the face tunnel despite entering in the heel tunnel? I never noticed that stuff. I'm always too like, I, so I'm a bad I, I, I usually yeah. notice that. Yeah, he's like the I one. Said, I haven't I haven't seen Rampage, so I can't confirm that. I don't know. And BITW1989 says, Andrade and Pac and Lucha Bros Stable give me this now. Give me Los Sasha Banks Peros as well. Del Mal, the yep. dogs of evil. That's a that's a uh, faction in uh, AAA, and they're over in Noah too. Uh, okay. Good stuff. And uh, I just noticed that guy's profile said uh, Banks Club. Uh, mm. Well, uh, that's another person I'd like to see them get. Her, her and Charlotte in the future, right? Let's have our eyes set on that. would be crazy. But um, I didn't put them in my top five, but shout out to the well, women's division this week. I thought that they did some pretty good stuff and some good angles uh, with the doctor and Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho. So uh, good stuff from everybody. And um, those are just people I'd like to see in the future. Brit, Brit so who Baker, knows? Britt Baker saying to Ruby Soho, you've been in catering for four good years. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I said, come on. Yeah, right. That was... <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> it's not, but uh, like it was brutal. Her and Maxwell this week were just mean. Mm -mm. Okay, mm -hmm. let's wrap up now. What's what, you got number five still? Yeah, the Lucha Bros. Uh, at the top of the mountain, and um, they didn't really have an angle this week. Uh, but I just, I just think it's so cool that they finally got the tag team championships. I know that we went into this in the beginning of the podcast, but. I think that there is some room to talk about what's next for them at the top of the mountain. They are, they did throw on the number one tag team in the world in an amazing, amazing match. Best cage match I've ever seen. 
they really like who is going to come up and challenge them. Like what's next for the Lucha brothers. I'm so happy for Alex Abrihantes. Uh, I love their little faction. Um, so I think that there's two things. There's two possibilities. Obviously we should talk about what could their next match be, but also what happens with Pac and Andrade? What happens to death triangle? You know, there's a lot of different elements uh, now that these boys have the belts. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, Lucha Bros booking from here on out, I think you just need to give them spectacle, just brilliant matches. Just every, like maybe even like an open challenge every two weeks or something like that. Because obviously there's a language barrier. At the same time, they've got um, you know, <laughs> apprehensors there to help them try to overcome that. But what do we all love about the Lucha Bros? It's, it's them in the ring doing what they came here to do. And I think just let them do that. Just give them like a match every two weeks. Just give them a spectacle match where them and another, you know, young budding tag team are just going to absolutely rip off the place. Give them some wins behind their tag team championship reign. And then maybe they can put get put into a feud. I know a lot of people are calling for Proud and Powerful. Um, I don't think they're going to drop it to Proud and Powerful in New York in two weeks. That's a bit too soon. No, I don't. Um, that's like the Mira versus Lance Archer thing. I don't think you should even do that to them. I, You know what? I would like to see um, them bring in some of the Lucha guys that are in the U.S. right now being very hot on the independent circuit and give us some great matches there and some... Uh, some spectacles that's exactly what it would be and that'd be very cool i'm in a lucha mood after (laughs) seeing some of this stuff uh so i want to see more of that stuff man Uh, arthur ash if at best should be a young bucks rematch um nothing it shouldn't be anything else like don't put any other high profile tag team in there and then they just take a loss who's even are they so the young bucks are at number two right now i guess and jungle express should probably be number three I think they'll be like the, maybe the next champions eventually. Uh, Who Jungle Express? Yeah, right. Like you yeah, were saying, I yeah, think that's yeah. um, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm really happy for the Lucha Brothers, right? I just I just had to give them the shout out, even though we still talked about them. Yeah, Black Neo says, "Quick question for you both: Do you think AEW, AEW will ever add in a six man um, championship? I've heard I thought they of were." That coming yeah yeah definitely they i think it's gonna happen i just it's probably just where and when you know storyline wise something needs to happen i i can see you know obviously death triangle um as a thing um jurassic express um andrade and the lucha bros if they turn death triangle on its head um adam cole and the box there's a lot of hell yeah dude there's a lot of possible tag teams i would i need it and we need that and we also need i'm gonna dare to say it i need a a cruiser or junior heavyweight title there are so many people like i do need that a lot of people are saying no too many belts blah 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 no it's not i need like a like a light heavyweight champion we need it we need it no yeah we need it um butcher and blade are ranked three how yeah, the butcher know. hasn't the been here. Hasn't been around. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, let me look. Tokyo. Um, Victor Punk says Tokyo Sports and PWI put the Lucha Bros on their elite tag, elite team of tag teams alongside with Kenta Kabashi and Misawa and the Young Bucks. That's dope. Yep. Um, Yashar Zaina says sorry. Penta says Alex is great with the Lucha Bros. We we love we love apprehension. Yeah, we stand. <laughs> And um, BITW 1989, Bandido and Ray Horaz versus Lucha Bros. 
Yeah, they're that. great in ROH. Seriously, good stuff. Good, good, good. Very good. That could be a lot of fun. Um, BITW also says an AEW open weight championship. Well, that's what we kind of have with the he- so make it a heavyweight then and then make that. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, maybe uh, something like, like that. Yeah. Um, or a dark title, bro. Like if you're really gonna have two darks, and I guess they're keeping it, have something for these guys to fight for, some kind of like tournament or just something, you know. Naomi Total Knockout says Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks is the most incredible tag team cage match ever. As an Afro Mexican, to see some representation of my people with belts is the best thing I could ever ask for as a fan. So that's what it's all about. That's why I see a lot of people talking about. People. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely is it's important. Um, Arpit says work rate title um, for guys like Garcia and Moriarty. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> steal the never open weight title. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. You said you got one more, or is that the number? That's five? it. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I I went through the five. But a shout out to Lee Moriarty. He got signed this week. Signed, uh, yes. That's so cool, man. That, I really am happy about that. And a lot of some of the GCW people were showcased on dark studio tapings as well. Then maybe we could put that in for a little bit of a number six. So AW Dark is officially now a studio show, mm-hmm. and they're stage twenty three at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Uh, y'all know it as the Impact Zone back in the day for TNA. So they'll be uh, free to the public. Really, you could go um, and watch these, and they'll be uh, like filming five to six episodes at once, and then that'll be it for the month, and then they'll release everything. So uh, this is. This is pretty cool. I like this whole concept of it. And I saw pictures of the whole thing online. They have the whole thing decorated with like all AEW banners across. Like we've made uh, it look different, which is what we were calling for when they were making Rampage. It looks kind of like what like a like Rampage maybe should have looked like. Like something little. It looks like a studio, like kind of like an underground, like like a zone. It looks like the AEW zone. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And they got the tunnels and everything. And there were some awesome people. Lee Moriarty, Stallion Rogers, Alley Cat um, from GCW. I was super pumped to see. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these dark tapes, especially with a lot of these indie people coming in. Like, I think there's going to be some good stuff, uh, hopefully, and not just all squash matches, which the, with this move to Universal. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, they- have you Have you ever watched... An episode of Elevation, yeah. Not Elevation, no. (laughs) Dark I have, but not Elevation. Um, I just, it's time. It's time more than anything. It's not like I don't want to watch it. No, Um, it's, I get that, dude. I come home from work and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like dark Elevation. Like, it's more time, but at the same time, they're not really giving me an issue to, uh, not really giving me a reason to to watch it. But if they made it like an indie hotbed, That'd be cool. Yeah, I just think they need stories, man. More stories. Like we've seen in the in the last few weeks, Diamante and Swole on Dark. Good stuff. Good stuff. Like for someone like me that doesn't watch Dark, I've tuned into Dark to be seeing what's going on between those two. You see what I mean? So I just think we just need more meaning to what's going on and not just match, 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 match. Mm-hmm. More meaning or more competitive stuff. Either or. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but I mean, our time is is coming up here. Ultimately, we've just had a, a, a one hour session of gushing at how brilliant AEW have been. For yeah, really. Um, long may it continue. Like I said at the top of the show, man, the, the winds are changing. And this is me that, you know, 
I've watched WCW and I've watched WWE and WWE basically win that war over WCW and now this new kid AEW is here and that everything is just a home run. Everything is a home run. People are being offered stupid amounts of money with stupid amounts of freedom to go out of WWE and do it. It's unheard of. And people are still choosing AEW. And this is where I'm saying, you know, there's going to be a a cause for concern um, going forward. But, um, you know, AEW have have knocked it out of the park. Since they went back on the road um, in July or whenever it was, it's literally been home run after home. It's just been fun, man. Right? Literally, very it's been a fun. fun. Look how much fun that you had uh, at at the bar at the watch party. Mm. I mean, when's the last time that that happened before AEW came around? Where there were people that hype about pro wrestling, you know? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh-huh. And um, and yeah. this whole AEW thing really has like sprouted the independent scene, especially mm. in the state of New Jersey. It's really like fueled it. And I've met so many cool people people that I call friends and like I've had have plans all throughout the year to go to all these shows. And I, I just can't wait. So it's just such a, it's a good time, man. It's a good feeling to be in this. Time. Yeah. It's definitely a good time. Um, and like, you know, more importantly for me that I guess I'm someone that in my life, I've, I've been in a place where I've gone to work and sometimes, you know, you're miserable going to work. And then sometimes your even your employer is just like, oh, okay, we don't need you anymore. You know, we'll let go of you. And for me, the most important thing when AEW came around is that it's brilliant that these guys and girls have another place where they can work and earn money. Yeah, for sure. And, it's important. And that's at the very base of it. Like, forget about being able to have creative freedom and change your name and, you know, have the entrance song of your dreams. This is so that these people can just provide for themselves. At the end of the and, day, yeah. Yeah, and the, the, along comes this company and provides just that. Um, you know, another place where you could work on TV, um, earn handsomely or, or if you work hard, you know, and... Um, hone your craft. Out of the park. Yeah, the, hone yeah. your craft. Um, and, you know, we're getting to a place um, where we're going to see, you know, some dissension. Let's chat about this quickly before we get out of here i'm sure you've seen the comments made this past week by brian cage's missus yeah yeah himself what's your thoughts on that i agree with what they said to an extent Mm -hmm. but in terms of him being misused i mean like i think like some of the booking with him in the beginning was pretty poor and i I told you about this we've talked about this so it was like why are you putting him in this segment to like booking yourself into a corner and i think you used that term and that was for brian cage so i agree with that part however you said something spot on a few weeks ago like yeah he might be a little bit misused but he's so boring why do we care like i care when lance archer loses because i love his stuff and he makes me care what is he like what is brian cage done to make me emotionally invested in his stuff as of now right it's like yeah he's great but like there's something really missing there and i think that's on him yeah because he's had ample opportunity to kind of i don't know i don't want to bury the guy i really like him but no there's, there's everyone saying the same thing yeah everyone's saying the same thing he can clearly go he's clearly very good in the ring but when it comes to you know you have to, in this day and age, this isn't the 80s, the 70s, where you could just be a massive big man and, you know, be a, a draw. Oh, yeah, Hulk smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're, no. You're, you're not a draw just because you're a big man in 2021. You have to have more to you. And, 
maybe he hasn't honed his craft in those places. So his missus can make all the. Obviously, she's just defending her man, and I, I'm, I mean, I don't even know where I stand with that. Would you want your missus to come out and de- be defending you? Exactly. So I, I don't really know where I stand with that, dude. Um, yeah, he'd probably get laughed at in the locker room. Yeah, like, yeah. And this yeah. isn't like some hyper masculinity thing. I just think like you know. It's almost as if he maybe he sent her to come and do that. You see, what because I mean? he didn't like, want to do it himself. Yeah, like it's, I don't understand. I don't he had a thing with Sting, main event with Moxley. He was in a faction. He was the F. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. What I don't know. And this was bound to happen, right? Yeah. So, so maybe Brian Cage is, you know the bookie's favorite, the the bookmaker's favorite, to be the first person to leave AEW. To go to WWE or go somewhere well, else? I, I don't know about go to WWE, but maybe to leave. Um, you know, the first high-profile name anyway. Of course, we've seen some other, um, maybe, you know, I think um, a couple of women have left and stuff like that. But I don't think he's got a, uh, as of now, I don't think he's got a chance to ascend. In AEW? Not right now, no. There's just yeah. too many people, and there's too many people that are better than him, dude. Mm-hmm. For, quite frankly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but hey, um, I don't know how where his con his 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 you know booking and everything goes from here. His career for AEW goes from here, but um, yeah, like I think Yeshna Zayna has said it here best, and we'll probably end on this comment. I want to like Brian, yeah, Cage, but I don't care. Yeah, I, I, me either, man. Right? Care. It's just like a whatever. Like, it's just whatever, exactly. Um, but guys great fun on this show today thank you for all of you guys that have joined us live yeah this is a lot um, of fun for you guys that are watching this back and for you guys that are listening and um, we appreciate you very much before you get out of here today please remember if you're watching to smash the like button on the youtube and make sure you subscribe to the youtube if you haven't already and for all our audio listeners please make sure you subscribe and follow us on your podcast platform of choice <laughs> leave a five-star review and let the people know what oh, a good job myself and Mike are doing right here. Mike, what, what are you laughing at? I don't know. I'm just thinking of that moment, and I think it's perfect now. It's uh, at Kenny at All Out. Well, there's nothing left for me to do, but do what I do best, and that is bid you adieu. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega is world class, man. That guy is world class. Uh, thank you. This was a fun episode, everybody. And, and, uh, then, and then all you hear mm-hmm. is, it's all about the boom. <laughs> yeah, is that what it says? It's, it's, yeah, all, it's about- all about the boom. And then he says, Adam Cole, baby. massive massive tune guys make sure you are following mike at king's road wrestling on instagram you can follow me to mex at wrestlemaniac.uk we'll be back same time next week love for all your engagement and stuff in the comments chat to you guys soon